Trying to look directly at the cross is like trying to look at the sun. It's just too much. It's blinding. So let's look indirectly instead. John Dunn was a priest of the Church of England, and in the 17th century, along with George Herbert and several others, one of the metaphysical poets. One of his poems is entitled Good Friday, 1613, Riding Westward. Dunn begins the poem by describing devotion, or what we might call more commonly prayer, as the intelligence that moves the soul. As the poet's soul is moving westward, the poet approaches the setting of the sun in the west, of course. And it's there that the poet sees Christ on this cross did rise and fall. So the imagery here is the rising and falling of Christ, the rising and falling of the sun, the sun setting and rising each day, and hence the circularity of light and darkness, the circularity of nights and days, the circularity, of course, of death and life in the vesper light that the poet sees. But so that he doesn't get too taken with metaphysics, it's Good Friday after all, the poet returns his vision to the cross, writing, Yet I dare almost be glad, thinking these grand thoughts. And yet I do not see that spectacle of too much weight for me. Again, the reality of the cross is just too much blinding. And so the poet scans the horizon and finds another character that takes his attention, namely Mary, the mother of Christ. Upon his miserable mother cast mine eye, who was God's partner here, and furnished thus half of that sacrifice which ransomed us. It's an incredible image, half of this sacrifice. The poet's being a poet, not a mathematician. It's not that he believes there's a 50-50 split on sacrifice between Christ and his mother. Instead, it's an image that calls to mind how there is actually something ordinary about sacrifice. Mothers make sacrifices for children, literally and figuratively. Human beings make sacrifices on behalf of others. The cosmos itself is in this circle of making sacrifices as death gives way to life and vice versa. Sacrifice might best be thought of if you want a contemporary image in terms of sacrificial energy. Sacrificial energy is such that once it's offered, it creates more energy, more space, more grace, more creativity, even as it comes with a great cost or loss and always a profound letting go. 
Sacrifice is but one image we could associate with the cross. And Mary, of course, is only one character, although I find her to be the most profound of all the characters in this gospel scene. But there are others. And undoubtedly, the most ironic character is Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, the one who asks, what is truth? What is truth? One of my favorite New Testament professors was interpreting this passage and got to that verse once, and he said about Pilate's question, why do the pagans get all the best lines? Pilate's the most ironic of all the characters because he asked the best question, what is perhaps the question. And yet he does not have the courage or the curiosity to wait around for the answer. As truth incarnate stands before him and hears his question, And answers not in words, but in deeds, in his very being itself. Truth, sacrifice, are but two images that we could associate and rightly associate with the cross. But there are so many more, just as there are so many other characters in addition to Mary and Pilate. And that's where you and I enter the scene. In a few moments, we'll have what's called veneration of the cross. Veneration of the cross is is an ancient devotion that's a dimension of the Good Friday liturgy, at least in Western Catholic churches, such as the Episcopal Church. Everybody will be invited to come forward, if you so choose, to come before a crucifix that Broderick will have brought in. You can come down the side aisles or the center aisle. Please know you, can, you don't have to come forward one by one. You can come forward simultaneously. As you come forward, some will choose to reverence the cross. Some will choose to touch it or kneel close to it. You can approach it from any side. Some will choose to light a candle Some will simply choose to remain in your pews and think from a distance. But whatever you choose to do, let us remember that what we do externally matters because it's connected with what we do internally, what we think and feel, what image that we discover and want to hold up, or some very personal question that we want to ask in the light of the cross.